Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's one for you. Mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch's friends probably call him Ben. No. It's probably his name. Ben. Ben Cumberbatch. Benny. I know a lot of Bens, and he's not a Ben. Mm -hmm. He is a Benedict Cumberbatch, Sir, His Highness, Mr. Pleased to meet you. How do you do? That's the full greeting that you give when you meet a Benedict Cumberbatch. Everyone knows that. It's not Ben, is it? It's not Ben. If we ever meet him, what will you call him? Benedict Cumberbatch. Hello, sir. Nice to meet you. (laughs) Happy birthday to me. Happy. No, no. I thought we were doing a rendition. I just love the opening. It was my birthday recently, which is fine, I guess. I don't really care about birthdays that much. I do, and it was very exciting. You got lots of presents, didn't you? I I did. And you had a lovely day, right? It was a wonderful day. Right? (laughs) We saw Doctor Strange. Oh, by the way, I'm here with Sinead, my girlfriend. We do a podcast. This is it. Okay. We saw Doctor (laughs) Strange, the film with Benedict Cumberbatch. Ben, as I call him. It was good. We'll get to that later. First, animals. We love them. And we hate people who don't look after them. Specifically, dogs that just roam the streets. What's up with that? So on your birthday night, we went out to dinner with some friends. And as we left the restaurant, there were two puppies. They weren't puppies. I call all dogs puppies. They were probably quite old. I don't know how old they were. This is irrelevant to the story. The story is that there were two dogs wandering around, right? And they had collars, so we were, like, trying to catch them. I didn't want to leave them. We were in the middle of town. They could have easily gotten hit by a car. So we kind of followed them to try and find, you know, to see if they had, like, a number on their collar or something. And luckily they stopped at some other people who were eating outside and um, luckily the council person came. But firstly, no one was stopping for these dogs. We were like the only people apart from this nice couple that we ran into who, seemed who actually seemed concerned about the dogs. If that was your dog, people who just watched it happen, if it was your dog who'd escaped or dug out or someone had left the gate open, wouldn't you want someone to stop for it to help it get home? I would. I would too. This isn't the first time we've been encountered by dogs on the street trying to help them. Mm -hmm. Actually, my birthday last year, this happened. That's right, We were driving home in the storm and then there was a big big white thing, wasn't it? It was a big like shepherd dog kind of thing. Yeah, it was stuck in the rain. We got out and tried to like get it home, but... It got too spooked and ran away. It was too scared by the rain and everything. I think it ran into the property that was home. It ran home, I think, yeah. Oh, but I just... And on the drive home from your birthday this year, I almost hit two cats on the road who were running across the street whose owners hadn't freaking locked them up at night. They're just killing all this wildlife and everything. How hard is it to lock your cat away at night? How hard is it? Have you met my cat? I have, and she gets a bit pissy, but she gets over it. 
And it's better for her so she doesn't get into fights. Well, cats come around and try and pick a fight with her. He tells them off, though. I'm sure she does. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's awful she can't be in her own house. The cats, other cats come inside and eat her biscuits. I know. It's crazy. They're bullies. And then sometimes my parents try and lock her in, lock the other cat in by accident, and then they're having like a cage Uh... fight. Crazy times. People just need to look after their animals more. I feel like if you've got a responsibility to this creature, right, who only has you in this whole world, you have a responsibility to look after it and make sure that it's safe. And I know accidents happen, people accidentally leave gates open or they dig out and dogs run away, but then that's a responsibility of people in the world, in the community, to help them to make sure they get home to their mummy and daddy. Can we tell the story about your parents' dog? Cooper? Yes. What, that he keeps running away down the street? Just to see his friend down the street. (laughs) (laughs) So Cooper's run out a few times by accident. And he just runs down to his friend who lives down the street. Who is a, Cooper's a Jack Russell. I think we've spoken about him on the podcast before. He's beautiful, amazing. And his friend is is a big dog, like one of those big dogs. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what breed it is. And. Not like Clifford, but. No, not like Clifford. Anyway, one time Cooper just ran up to this dog who was just casually enjoying a bone on his front lawn on a Sunday morning or whatever it was. Cooper runs up and yells at him. Try to steal the bone off him. <laughs> I love that his first thought, though, is like, I'm free, I've escaped, and goes gets his friend so he can go on an adventure with him. Like, let's hit the road, come on. It happened a few times where he, he escapes, but he's he's so silly and wants to explore everything and sniff everything. He just... But it's like two houses down the street. Yeah, it's very true. He doesn't get very far because he's, you know, too interested in everything. But you're right. Accidents happen and dogs get out and everything. But so you can't be too upset when that happens to the owners unless it's happening repeatedly. But you're right. I I guess everyone who um, didn't do anything to help these dogs either didn't think they could help or were just like, oh, they'll run home. Yeah. Well, like, we're so far away from homes, though. We're in, like, the CBD area. Yeah. It was really strange. And then people are like, oh, there's dogs, and then we'll just keep walking. I just don't understand that. And they clearly weren't strays because they had collars. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Someone's missing those dogs. I would hate to be those people. I was at uni one afternoon, and these dogs were running around. And luckily that day, everyone pitched in and helped. However, the dog was a bloody greyhound. <laughs> I just think that's great that everyone pitched in because you wouldn't be able to catch it if it was just one person. No, it is great. I'm, I was upset that the, it was a greyhound. <laughs> Only thing I know about greyhounds is that they're super, super fast. And it was? Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't catch him. So they, that day, the owners were there. They were taken for a walk and he must have been let off or somehow got free of his leash because he, he got a bit spooked because we were, you know, cars around and stuff. Mm. Anyway, he was okay in the end, but... Bloody hell. Thank goodness. What do you do when a bird escapes? They just fly. You know, there's nothing more heartbreaking than seeing a lost bird sign on like a light post Mm -hmm. because you're not going to get it back. Probably not. Are you? And it's like they're all budgies and it's just you're never going to find it. I have two things to say to that. Yeah. First thing, I don't see why birds are pets. Thing I want a pet is something to cuddle. Yeah, and that's why <laughs> dogs and cats are good. You'd have like a bird on your shoulder. You'd be like a pirate. I guess so. I guess if you're a pirate, you'd. Well, the bird isn't caged, is it? It just sits on your shoulder. Why do pirate birds not fly away? Maybe they've got peg legs and stuff too. 
Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, what was your second point about birds? No, it was about those lost signs. Mm. The worst thing in the whole world. Awful. I'm always so sad when I see a lost animal. I know. Sign, yeah. And they've always got cute names too. Like they know. They know. At our old place where we used to live, there was a cat named Billy who used to live next door. She was a little kitten. She was beautiful. She was black and white. And she was a maniac, wasn't she? <laughs> so she lived, lived next door to us. Like, we were in an apartment block, and then she was in the house, like, two doors down, actually. Yeah, she was, yeah. And she used to come and just find us all the time. She used to she, come into the unit. And, yeah, came inside our house. Yeah, and just, like, wander around. Hey, guys, what's happening? Leave after a few minutes. And then we saw a sign, like, a few weeks after we first met her that she was missing. And we lived near train tracks at and, stage. And, oh, it was just awful. But then, a few weeks later, guess who turned up wearing a new collar? <laughs> <laughs> Billy did. Oh, Billington. <laughs> oh, I miss her. I hope she's okay. Probably getting into crazy adventures. Probably. Ugh. Anyway, love your pets. Take care of your pets. Take care of other people's pets. Be a good person. I think that's what we've learnt from this story today. The good call to arms, Sinead. Just don't be a dick. Okay. Doctor Strange is the latest Marvel movie. Now, we love the Marvel films. We love them. Do we? We like them. They're fine. We like superheroes in general. We do. You love reading comic books. It's a great pastime. <laughs> What's your favourite Marvel movie of recent times, Sine? Um. Well, we were talking about this earlier. I don't actually know which things happened in which movie because... All the timelines... No, let me defend myself, okay? All the timeline stuff's really out of whack. So, like, you'd have Avengers 1 and then, like, Captain would be, like, in the past, but then something would carry on from Avengers 1 and then you flip back to something else. And I'm just really confused of what happened in the linear sort of narrative, right? And I don't really remember what was in what movie. And there's been so many of them. So... Okay, different question. Yeah. Who's your favourite superhero? Um, Jessica Jones. Awesome. Slash Deadable. Slash Matt Murdock. Slash Charlie Cox. <laughs> <laughs> so so you tend to like the Netflix shows better. Yeah, because I think that they actually get into some shit. Yeah, they, they have like out. a series to get into some more character development than a one hour or an hour and a half or two hour movie would. And I feel like it doesn't have to appease the masses as much as these big blockbusters do. So I feel like it's kinda of, kind of tricky for them, right? Because they want to develop a movie that everyone will go see. So they want a movie that parents can take their little boys to, little girls. They want a movie that teenage boys will love. They want a movie that the girlfriends will enjoy who are being taken along to the movie and the parents need to enjoy it as well who are watching it. Plus the comic book fans who are going to hate on it. If exactly. It's, you know, not so it's any kind good. of tricky for them. Whereas I think in the Netflix shows they can be a bit grittier. They can have sex scenes. They can have swearing. They don't have to dumb anything down yeah, it's more adult audience yeah. yeah yeah and it's just more realistic i think in those shows but that's just my personal preference i just find these movies really lightweight and they're just like a popcorn kind of flick like i probably probably wouldn't change my life if i hadn't seen them to be honest but which movie did i like can you give me some options of <laughs> which ones there were there's captain america yeah, but weren't there two of them? There's been three Captain America films. I liked the one with Peggy. The first one. Yeah, that was a good... I like Peggy. 
Thor? Mm. Iron Man? Mm. The Avengers one, when they're all teamed up? Yeah. Have you seen the Hulk one? No, I have not. It's pretty good. Right. Guardians of the Galaxy. That's pretty good, wasn't it? Good soundtrack. Ant-Man? Mm-hmm. Let's just skip past that one very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. Doctor Strange is the latest one of the long line of Marvel films. It stars Benedict Cumberbatch, directed by Scott Derrickson, who's mainly known for some horror films, which we're not really into. Anyway, it was a fine movie. See, that's the thing. It was average, right? Yeah. There was nothing exceptional about it. CGI was great. Yep. Very a la Inception. Yep, definitely doing the Inception sort of thing with like... Buildings and stuff. Collapsing upon each other and cityscapes yeah. and stuff. So it was like an origin story for uh, Doctor Strange. At the beginning, he's a successful, arrogant um, surgeon. He has an accident. He can't be a surgeon anymore. And so he um, scours the world and ends up finding magic places up in um, Nepal. Obviously, that's where magic is. Obviously. Where else would you go? North Pole's where I'd go. Santa. Right. He'd fix everything. His elves are pretty good too, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he finds Tilda Swinton. And also he has love interest in Rachel McAdams. You didn't mention her. And he finds Chiwetel Ejiofor, who is amazing. I love him. And he, like, gains powers. Yeah, so the rest of the Marvel movies have sort of been more based in reality, even though they're all superhero, sci-fi, action-y sort of things. Mm. But this one sort of delves into the magical aspects of the films. But it tries to do it in a way that's like science-y, right? Like about matter and stuff. Kind of, yeah, and alternate universes and stuff like that. Yeah. I kind of thought like it was it was trying to be all new and stuff with magic and whatever, but mm. it's just the same like any other of these movies that it's all... The, the way he can magically do something isn't that different from how Iron Man can magically have um, teleport and have weapons and stuff and mm. explode things on purpose and Thor can fly around with a giant hammer. Yeah. And Hulk is a Hulk. Like, how is that not magical anyway? They're all very similar. You know those YouTube um, channels where they watch the movies, like, at the same time and, like, pinpoint what's happening? I reckon if you put all these Marvel movies together, they'd have a very similar yeah. through line. It's a good Which, formula. Yeah, it's a good formula. They use Hero's Journey, et cetera, et cetera. But this movie in particular, he's another chosen one which is a trope in writing that's been very overused where it, this one person is the answer to all these problems and all these other people have been searching for decades and decades trying to solve the answer and then this stranger just comes in and is able to do it sort of thing, right? And Harry Potter's an example of that. He's a chosen one, but he's like the best example of that trope, I think, and they did it the best in that story. I'm not interested in seeing the same thing, you know. Like he had no knowledge of this whole magic thing and then he comes in and he's suddenly the best and the most amazing. Well, that was one of my complaints. They didn't really show the passage of time very well. I didn't know if he was trained to be the new, next Sorcerer Supreme for like a month, two months. Yeah. Whether he was there for like five years. No, they and didn't establish that at all. He's another white dude as well. Mm-hmm. Like that's cool, but we've seen that. Every other superhero movie. But then I guess the character of Doctor Strange is white, though. You oh, can't yeah, change yeah. him. Yeah, definitely. I'm just saying. 
It's not the chosen one as well. Yeah. It's not a white dude. Do you think, like, in terms of comic book characters, right, there are millions of characters in the comic book universe. Do you think Doctor Strange is a really important one that needed to have his own story? Oh, maybe not. He he does open up different storylines for them, though. I guess so, yeah. He's pretty cool in some ways. Yeah, yeah, he's cool. I'm not, like, hating on him. I'm just thinking there's so many options in this comic book universe. I feel like could we not have done something a bit different with some cool one? I don't know. I just feel it's just so samey, this whole thing. There was one sequence that I really loved where he does the astral projection stuff, which is like a method of like um, active dreaming or something where you're like, I don't know, awake. Out of body sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it was really great in the scene in the surgery sort of operating theatre with Rachel McAdams. And that was really, really well done. And you said that the director actually used that as his um, pitching scene, right, to get funding for the film. Well, to get the job. Oh, to get the job, yeah. yeah. So I just think that's really cool. It was really well done. And see, there were really great moments like that, but the story ultimately is the same as everything we've seen. It's another guy and he was the answer to all of their problems and he came along and it's all fixed, you know? Well, the problem as well is that all these villains are the same. Yeah. I think that the individual superheroes are different in a lot of ways. Like, they're from the same um, formula, but they're Mm. all nice characters, interesting characters. Yeah. However, the villains this could be could be nothing. Yeah. You know? I think you've spoken about this before too, in that it's really hard to care about the fate of the universe. Right? And that's kind of what was at stake here. I didn't really didn't feel like they did it. No, I guess not. It felt like the fate of what, Hong Kong, New York and wherever else the other portal worlds but or whatever. Even though I didn't feel in danger. No, no. It's best when it's done on small scale because you can relate to it more, I think, in these moments. But and also we know that every there's like we know when each of the next films are coming out over the next like ten years. See, that's a bit of a problem, <laughs> isn't it? Now that we because Marvel released their scheduling so far in advance, we know certain things can't happen, like certain characters can't die and certain characters will die and stuff. So it kind of mm. I don't know ruins a lot of the expectations when watching a film if you pretty much know everything's going to be okay in the end. In that respect, sometimes I find the most interesting things in these films are the very end mm. when it's setting up the next film because you're sort of like, oh, that's it's all coming together. Yeah. So, Like the credit sequences. Yeah. And actually sometimes when the final climax is happening, I'm getting a bit bored because I'm like, oh, this is going to be solved soon. I want to see what the next little bit is. Yeah, that's interesting. However, by doing this and by creating a cinematic universe where it's almost episodic, mm. It does make you want to come back and see what happens in the next one. It's very true. So even though they're formulaic and a bit samey, they've sort of created an overarching story which you want to see the rest of it. Yeah. The other thing is, though, this movie almost had to happen the way it did because it's an origin story. So now that we know everything about Doctor Strange, he can actually, you know, be a part of the real Avengers world and actually do proper shit. It's isn't that annoying? It's taken us two hours to get that, right? I know. Taken us a whole film, so now you can have interesting stuff. But what's what's the alternative though? Like, do you not? You have to have an origin story, right? Of oh. these characters. Potentially, it could have been another story. Could have been part of another story. Yeah. It could have been ten minutes of the film, and then he has a cool story. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, you need to set up your characters, right? And. In terms of superheroes and stuff, they need like an origin story, you know, Batman's parents died, etc. Mm. 
but how do you get that in an interesting way? Especially if you're doing, maybe it's not such the case with Doctor Strange, but if you're doing something so iconic like Batman, which everyone knows his origin story, how do you present that in a different way to make it interesting? Well, they didn't have to do that for Spider-Man, did they, in the latest Avengers? No, because everyone knew. Yeah. They did your favourite trick in this film too of only using um, location titles once of where they when they changed locations. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? It was <laughs> like, Nepal, and then never again. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, th- I, I thought it was, you know, Florida or something. Oh, I was so confused, yeah. <laughs> and that's one of the other complaints, what you just said before, about these movies is that they're all about setting up the next one or getting to the point where we'll just do this so next time we can have a cool movie mm. instead of actually just making a, a good movie now that stands on its own. That's a good point. The argument is that maybe the first few movies I did we're building towards the Avengers. Those ones are building to a climax, while these ones are just adding to each other. Yeah, I know what you mean. I feel like, too, if they're all constantly building towards a better film, when do we get to see the better film? Exactly. exactly. Because none of them have blown me away. None of them have blown anyone away, really, with you know how great they were. Sure, you'll watch them on a Sunday afternoon, but it's not, you know, I don't know. But then... On the same token, they don't have to be life-changing films. Not every film you watch has to change your life. Exactly. Sometimes it's nice to just have a film that you can just turn on and switch off and enjoy the fun of, you know, two baddies fighting it out sort of thing. I totally agree. You know, I've saw this comment on Reddit um, just this morning, actually. There's been a lot of video essays online about the Marvel movies. There's mm. been one about um, why there's been no iconic movie score yet. And I just watched one just before. It was about why all the films look so ugly. Um, mm. And that, the argument in that one was that the films are all graded to be the quite grey okay. and look quite similar yeah. instead of having distinct blacks and distinct colours and stuff. Yeah. Interesting argument. But it's interesting, this, this Reddit, Reddit comment said that there are all these fanboys out there who want, are trying to treat these movies as if they're like pieces of classic cinema, <laughs> cinema when, yeah. you know, it's fine if they're just cool movies that happen to be of based off comic books that are much better than lots of other comic book movies we've yeah. seen over the years. That's very true. That's very true. Maybe we've got too high expectations for them. Yeah. It's interesting because a lot of, I think a lot of people's first step into cinema when they're getting into it in their teenage years are often the big action films and mm. these ones that are aiming a bit higher than the average action film, so mm-hmm. I'll give them that. Yeah. But it's interesting they're trying to like grapple with the fact that they're not awesome when they're actually pretty awesome for what they are. That's very true, yeah. Having said that, though, I don't think any of the Marvel movies has equaled The Dark Knight yet. No. Which is probably the gold standard of... I would agree. The trilogy is, like, where you want to aim for these kinds of movies. And what what was different about them? They had a distinct feel. They felt real. They... And they had an ending. Yeah, that's very true. They told a complete story. In and of themselves, but also linked to each other. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I don't think the last one was quite as good as the other ones. No. And I personally liked the first one a lot better, Batman Begins. But The Dark Knight is a classic film by itself. Mm. Happens to take place inside this comic book universe. Yeah. Well cool. said, Lonnie. That's a really yeah. important point. And none of these Marvel movies have quite hit that, have they? No, no. Something else I wanted to say in Doctor Strange especially was that I felt like they relied so heavily on their CGI and special effects and making it look cool and everything, right? that I felt the story and the characters kind of suffered as a result of that. Yeah, I agree. I don't think the ending was really earned. No, no. And 
the thing is, like, explosions and stuff and CGI are cool to look at on screen, right? But maybe it's because we're of this generation that I'm not amazed when I see CGI on screen anymore. And that's probably quite an entitled position to take. But I guess I've been quite lucky that that's kind of been the norm for the cinema that, that I've grown up watching. So that's not enough for me. It's not enough for me to see cars being exploded and um, buildings going in on each other and like cool faces morphed out of stars or whatever. I want more. And I know, for example, my dad really enjoyed the first Avengers movie, right? And thought it was really cool and all the stuff flowing up and there was lots of action and everything was really excited. But on thinking about it, he came into that movie from a different position of how he viewed cinema, right? So lots of films he watched when he was my age didn't have that stuff, whereas I've grown up with it. So I'm kind of bored by watching these Marvel movies that have the same explosions and we can almost predict one, two, three, what's going to happen. But I want more from these films than just, you know, some cool special effects. Which is probably why you respond better to the Netflix shows that I guess so. Flesh out a whole character and a whole story. They're more about the story rather than the special effects. And then I guess when they do have cool action sequences, they're done in a clever way with choreography or with lighting or with camera Like Daredevil's Yeah, Yeah. or they do it in one take like in that, you know, and it's something different that we haven't seen, so then you're interested. This stuff doesn't interest me because I've seen it so many times and I don't know what it's adding to the conversation about cinema. If anything... I know we said before it doesn't have to be this antithesis of action films, but I feel like if you're constantly generating this same thing, right, just to please the masses and to make money, what are you contributing to cinema? What are you contributing to the world? How many movies like this that are very lightweight do we need? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I know what you mean. I don't, don't know the answer. No, I'm I'm not asking you to answer. I'm just kind of musing. But I don't know what the point of these are. I don't feel empowered after watching an Avengers movie and being like, yeah, good, defeats evil and whatever, like I do watching Harry Potter or, you know, something else. I don't have that feeling. It's just some mindless entertainment for me for two hours. Maybe to some people it's not that. Yeah, Maybe the little boys and girls growing up, this will be their Harry Potter and they will see that. Yeah, that's true. And I hope it is. I hope it has something like that. Maybe you just become jaded and cynical. In my old age, yeah, there's that possibility too. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I don't want to sound like we're hating on all these movies because we really love them and we we generally go see them as soon as they come out. See, that's the thing. We said, I said all those things, but I'm still going to go see the next Marvel movie. So it doesn't matter, (laughs) does it, what I think? Yeah. But, you know, it's a good point that all movies should be trying to do something um, good, especially when you've got such an an audience already. Mm. You should be trying to do something with it. That's true. You've got a guaranteed audience, right? It's guaranteed that people are going to go see these movies like us. We're definitely going to go see it. Why not try something a bit different? And I guess they tried, started to try to do that with Ant-Man and Edgar Wright's script, but then that didn't happen. So I don't know. That's why people responded so well to Guardians of the Galaxy. Because it was different, right? It was a right? bit different, hey? It was different. It was cool. It had cool music. It was had really edgy characters. It was, you know, interesting to watch. So Benedict was awesome, obviously. However, is that enough? Like, we know he's going to be awesome in everything he does. Did he have to be a superhero as well as being Sherlock and everything else? 
I'm going to throw something at you, Lon. Okay. I think you're going to very... I'll catch it. <laughs> I think you're going to very strongly disagree with me. I feel like Benedict has, for better or worse, become a bit of an iconic actor, right? And I didn't see Doctor Strange in this film. I saw Benedict with an American accent. I totally agree with you. Oh, good. I'm glad. I was just weirded out the whole time. Every time he opened his mouth and didn't sound like Benedict. He did a great job. Yeah. Like always. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It was just he was too recognisable maybe for me to fully embrace him as that character. I agree. Especially because you've already seen him and other stuff so much. Yeah. Is that a tricky thing for movie stars to disappear into their roles when they're, you know, a movie star? That's why Kevin Spacey has always remained very private because he wanted people to see the characters and not him. But unfortunately now he's become Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah. But compare that to someone like um, like Michael Fassbender. What do you mm. know about him and his life? Barely anything. That's very true, yeah. He does a great job as Magneto. Yeah, that's very true. Mm. But I recognise him though. I don't know then. Yeah, what it's, it is. it's interesting. It's different for everybody, I think. Mm. And and Robert Downey Jr. came to be to be Tony Stark after a very long public battle with yeah, all sorts of things. Yeah, that's very true. Yet now he is known as Tony Stark more than probably yeah. Robert Downey Jr. So I think maybe with Benedict it was the fact that he's got a very iconic voice. And so when you didn't, and hear so when it, you yeah. didn't hear it, you're like, oh, mm. we're different now. But mm. it's just constantly reminding yourself watching the, the film that that's what's happening. Poor Rachel McAdams didn't have a lot to do. She was so underutilised. I love her. She was amazing in what she got, but, like, she hardly got anything to do. It must be really bad when she sees, like, everyone else go on to do action sequence and stuff and she runs around the hospital for, like, a couple of days. Yeah, that's all she does. Well, she has one cool sequence, like you talked about. Yeah, but, that's true. But, yeah, hopefully she gets some more to do in the future. Yeah. She could be her own superhero, couldn't she? Definitely. If there's one out there. If there was a female superhero. That's why I'm excited for the Wonder Woman movie. Because yeah. And Brie Larson's going to be Miss Marvel in a couple of years. So. That's true, yeah. Yeah, Wonder Woman looks great. Did you hear about the interesting controversy over Tilda Swinton's role? No. Well, in the comic books, her character, ancient one, mm. is Asian. Right. right. An Asian man, actually. Uh-huh. And so they're, they're accused of whitewashing, yep. giving a white person the role of a... Um, traditionally Asian character. Mm-hmm. Chapman's all the time. It's awful. However, <laughs> yeah, the concern was if they made him an Asian man, the yeah. character, that they were playing into racial stereotypes, which was what the comics were. Did, yeah. 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 And so they kind of chose not to do that and then chose to give a male role to a female woman but also gave it to, gave the Asian role to a white person. So they kind mm-hmm. of like reversed it and did it at the same time. Yeah. By by avoiding one, like, um, controversial thing, they created another create controversial another. thing. I guess a way to get around that would be to make, have an Asian woman. Yeah, well, that that was the thing. They could have made that. I read the interview with the director and he said, well, we could have made it a young Asian woman, but that, that could have been playing into stereotypes about, like, sexual things about women as well. Mm, I guess you know? so. So he, he kind of Can't felt win. like, yeah, he was damned if he did, damned if he didn't. Yeah. And if it was an older Asian woman, there would have been those stereotypes as well. Yes. And so he was yeah. like, I'll kind of make it the total opposite yeah. and still face controversy. But interesting thing. Um, and also, 
The character of Wong, who was awesome in the movie. Yeah, he was great. Um, in the comics, he is a traditional Chinese manservant to Doctor Strange. Really? In a very, um, yeah, a throwback to those days of, of um, writing. So that's quite a racist stereotype back from those days. But in this movie, they changed him to be an awesome badass guy. Yeah, he was so, like the librarian, and he was just amazing. And he was another another hero as well. Yeah, definitely. He was well, a sidekick. Yeah, but in the comics, he was just a servant. Yeah. A racially stereotyped so It's interesting there that they've done kind of, I don't know, how do you say true to your material, but also bring it into the modern age? Because yeah. the time when these comics were written, there's a lot of racist stuff in there. There's a lot mm. of, you know... Well, we had this conversation about Star Trek. I remember at mm. the time I was like, oh, they shouldn't have made Bones a woman because he's a man in the comic, in the originally. Yeah. But then I, the more I thought about it, like, it couldn't have, wouldn't have hurt to make Bones a woman or even, you know, I don't, I don't, I still see the point of making new characters for women mm -hmm. and new characters for Asian people, not just making an Asian James Bond, for example, yeah. just because, or a female Jane Bond. However, not the bloody end of the world. I it? guess in that instance... Is the most important thing about his character that he's a man? Not necessarily. No, yeah. it's that he's there for Kirk and... Yeah. Well, the character's there for Kirk and is a doctor and is a psychic and stuff. That's the most important thing. It doesn't matter whether it's a man or a woman yeah. playing it. Like, would we be upset if it was, I don't know, Beatrice Wayne instead of Bruce Wayne? Probably, wouldn't we? Probably. But should we be upset? I don't know. I don't know. I don't it's know. like, we're not the people who can all decide <laughs> this. Stop asking us to. God. <laughs> <laughs> interesting stuff though hey yeah and then if if something like that did annoy people right and people got angry about it maybe that's further reason why we should do it maybe yeah. you know like i well, don't know actually there's something online called the um furiosa rule or something like that and it's about whether a film can be judged to be good if it um upsets um men on the internet because that's what Furiosa did in Mad Max last ah, year. Ah, cool, yeah. So if, if it's doing its job, if it upsets <laughs> whiny guys, yeah. I kind of agree with that. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think we're going to come to any answers now, but Doctor Strange is good. I think if you come to it, this is the first Marvel movie you've seen, you might be a bit confused. However, it's the same as any other comic book movie, so you're not going to be totally lost. No, I think if you enjoy the Marvel films, you'll enjoy this. Oh, definitely, definitely. But it's not going to blow your mind, but then... Should it? Does it have to? <laughs> These are the questions. What would you rate it out of Sam's? Like three. Yeah. I think I'd give it, oh, maybe like, I'll just give it two and a half straight down the middle. But we're still going to go see the next ones next see? year. Yeah. What's that about? Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Spider-Man, new Spider-Man, something else I can't think of right now. They've just got them all lined up, don't they? I can't wait. <laughs> Yeah, good birthday. Had a good birthday? Yeah, hope those dogs are okay. And hope... Someone took them, by yeah. the way. The council came and yeah, took yeah, them yeah. and they're going to find their owners. So, like, they're fine. Yeah. Sorry if you've been wondering about that the whole podcast. and. Okay, you can sleep easy yeah, now, people. they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. <sighs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Keep your chips away from me. If I did that, you'd get mad at me. You laugh now? Marvel. <laughs> Why did you say it like that? I'm trying to bring some excitement to the audience's mind. And then chose to give a male role to a female woman, female woman, female woman, female woman, female woman. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.